Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and welcome to another episode of Going Greyhounds. It's been a terrific week in greyhound racing across Victoria and New South Wales where uh, we saw plenty of feature racing. Of course, the, the Horsham Cup last Friday night where Typhoon Sammy was victorious for Jason Thompson. Jason will join us this morning that we saw a number of heats of the country classic semi-finals. Jason will talk about uh, his qualifier immunity who broke the track record winning his heat on Sunday night at Tamora. will be joined by Minnie Finn who prepared the Quinella uh, in the country classic heat at Gosford last week with Zipping Alabama and Zipping Kyrgios. And of course, uh, probably the feature race in New South Wales across the past week was the Tamora Cup on Sunday night and the brilliant She's a Pearl was terrific winning there. We'll hear her replay now, and on the other side, we'll chat with her owner, Joe Lanuti. Racing coming in nicely in the centre. Subtle Art was one of the best to begin. Driving up was Zorinka Riley Ferd and her boy got shuffled back and kipping away. Where was Castle Warrior? Castle Warrior left about three in front. She's a pearl, got across and goes out after it. Subtle Art trying to stick with them from Arinka Riley further back. Ferd and her boy racing two. Castle Warrior, she's a pearl on the outside. Moved up, back the lead and cut, coming away. She's a pearl, too good. Second close, maybe. Saddle Art or Castle Warrior then came in a rink of Riley further back behind him impressed Dressel from Sunny Days. There we had the win of She's a Pearl taking out last Sunday night's Tamora Cup. We're joined by her owner Joe Lanuti. Good morning to you, Joe. G'day, Matty. G'day, listeners. That was a terrific performance by her on Sunday night. Maybe her best performance. Yeah, she went super. It was a, it was a really hot race, Matt. Uh, and uh, I I was gobsmacked, actually, to, to run down Castle Warrior the way she did. Uh, There's no real hotter greyhound over the 450, 460, 470 in New South Wales and Castle Warrior at the moment, what he did at Bulleye and what he did in the Tamora Cup heat. So uh, massive effort to see her sort of add another string to her bow by, by giving him a bit of a start and getting over the top of him. So all, all going well. Um, yeah, we bring on the carnival moving forward. But, yeah, I agree. I think that probably was the best win since we've had her. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the thing that was most impressive is, like you just mentioned, Castle Warrior taking a line through him. He gave dogs like Wow and Mickey do a bit of a start at, in in the in the Bulleye Cup early, and he blew straight past them. And even though they took some ground off him late, they never really threatened him. Where on Sunday night he nailed the start. She had to chase him, but she was possessed the way she just picked him up, uh, chewed him up, and then just spat him out and. And one running away, she's she's getting better every start, isn't she? Yeah, she really is. It's uh, it's the right time to have a, a greyhound that's in form uh, with with eggs and MDCs, nationals, etc. coming up. So uh, you know, touch wood, you can continue that form, and that that gives her a, her legitimate chance to you know, line up in Golden East Greek heats and you know, be a top five, top ten contender in a series like that. I'm not a favourite now, but I wouldn't pay too much attention to. To those markets this far out, they can fluctuate week in, week out. But what what we saw the other day, Matt, and then off the twenty nine forty six at Wenny prior, you know, yeah, she, you know, she's a legitimate chance to to be competitive in a in a series like that. Yeah, absolutely. If it's probably one of those years that I guess that a number of those that are in New South Wales that have been sort of at the top of the the tree for for the past twelve to eighteen months. Uh, either getting on in age, like you look at Wow, who's who's o- almost four, and then you've got Bandit Ned, Jungle Juice, Zipping Kyrgios, they're stepping up to the 600 
of the, the Country Classic at Dubbo. So then them coming back to the 520. Uh, and, and again, they're not all brilliant beginners like she's a pearly. So it's it's probably the right year, I suppose, if you've got a greyhound like her that has that early speed that she's got to, to take full advantage. Has she surprised you how quickly she's got to the level that she's got to? Oh, no, I wouldn't say that. Peter Sims had her absolutely airborne. When we purchased her, she'd won six in a row at Wentworth Park. I think she ran 29.6 twice, running 5.33 early, 5.37. So, no, absolutely not. But Peter, she broke a track record at start number one at Wagga, breaking 18 seconds. So, no, she was she was flying with Pete. We only needed to maintain her and and knew that we'd be quite competitive in, in free-for-all races. It just looks like... Um, I don't know, maybe Jodie Lord has possibly found a length or two at the back end. And if we can maintain that early speed, a shout-out to Jodie Lord too, the, the boss of Clover Park. Happy birthday to Jodie on uh, International Women's Day, Matt. It's, uh, it's a big day for all of the females in uh, in our sport. And, and happy birthday to New South Wales leading trainer, Jodie Lord. Yeah, absolutely. I'll second that, second that and a big happy birthday to Jodie as well. Yeah, that was probably where my question was leading this she always had the, the, the speed, but I, I think the the pleasing aspect I would I would suggest for you guys is that she's probably just that little bit stronger. And whether that's just a little bit, uh, she's got a little bit older, grown a little bit, a little bit stronger. But yeah, she, she's the informed greyhound, particularly here in New South Wales. And, and those that, that come from interstate, like your Aston Rupees and Coblenzas and and those sort of greyhounds, they're going to have their work cut out and beating her just because she is so fast early. Yeah, that's the... You know, obviously, Coblenz, can, he could lead any race. Uh, he resumed last night at Shepparton. Uh, Idolise, young bitch on the on the rise. She's got insane burn. She's already showed that at Wentworth Park. La La Kiwi, all those kind of greyhounds. I mean, it's good to know that potentially you could... Well, what we saw the other day, wishful thinking, you could possibly sit a length off Coblenz and you're still in the race where maybe... Two months ago, if she's a pearl, if she didn't lead, you possibly couldn't beat a dog. Now, listen, I'm not saying we can beat a Coblenz or an Aston Ruby at all, but, uh, but yeah, what she showed the other night, I think that, yeah, with that little bit of strength now at the back end, she, she might not just be one-dimensional, which is uh, really important through an eight series too, Matt, because remember, you've only got to run only. <laughs> you've got to run fourth first week, top four, and then top two, and then win the final. So, um, yeah really happy where she's at and now it's just a matter of what we do next uh we, initially we were just because it's 20 days between the samora cup and the golden easter egg final uh heat sorry so we were going to look at just racing at Wenny, but i know the lords are considering the maitland cup now which, which is on monday uh that's a that's on the table for sure yeah and that was going to be my next question where where next with her will she is the plan to continue racing her each week or is there maybe this week have a week off into the heats or just keep that uh, keep her racing and, and just keep her keep her holding her form no initially it was going to be just one more run uh, whether it was going to be this Saturday at Wenny or maybe next Wednesday and then have say 10 days into the egg but just talking to them this morning they're certainly not guaranteed Maitland but it's definitely an option there because she has been to Maitland already so we don't need to go and have a look at track and when you're in good form like that and I don't I think she's a better two-term bitch but the reality is she just wanted some more cup and there's 40,000 available at Maitland and uh, you know she'd have to be in the top five or ten chances if she lined up up there so uh 
if obviously if we go to Maitland and she makes the final, she'll have two more runs before the egg heat. If not, we'll just have one run at Wenny and then tune up ready to rock and roll into the Golden East Street. Yeah, well, I'm sure uh, the Lords will, will pick the, the best uh, way for her to make it through to those Easter egg Easter egg heats, and I guess one, I guess the positive, as you just mentioned, with those the heats and semis is you don't necessarily have to win to be able to make it through to the final. So the cutthroat nature, I suppose, of the heat final uh, that we normally see is not quite as as cutthroat with the Easter egg, just in the sheer fact that you you can finish second in a semi final and make it through. But in saying that, with only the four semi finals, they are a lot stronger. So it's a Sort of a half a dozen or one six of the other type scenario, I suppose. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's very significant that you, if they have uh, eight heats of the, the Golden Easter Egg, that the top four go through to the semi. So that's something to remember because you can have a, a well, you can be a little bit unlucky and get beat seven and run fourth and to still limp your way into the egg semis and then come up with a good draw. So I, all of the good trainers will have their greyhounds wound up ready to go semi final night into final night. And, we're allowed to dream, Matt, that we can be there on semi-final night with a bitch like her, but um, we wouldn't swap it for anything or any greyhound right now uh, after running 29-4 at Wentworth Park. It's the, it's the kind of greyhound you're really confident going in with and you reckon you're a chance to, to line up in a semi if we get a good draw in the heat. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she's going to be a, a big player, particularly with the form she's in. Like I said before, she's the, the informed greyhound in New South Wales. Before I let you go, I just wanted to ask you, I was looking at her form. She's never, ever drawn inside box four. Is that something that you would like to see her draw inside or are you happy enough that she draws out and she can, she can just burn across them early or would you prefer to draw inside? It's a really good question. I, some people aren't a fan of box one at Wentworth Park. I mean, she's never had box one in her life, but oh, you'd think that uh, if she set level at Wenny. Uh, and, and had enough room in the first 10 yards and she could run, say, 5.30 to the mark, 5.35. It's going to be pretty hard to cross. Uh, so, uh, no, I don't think so. I only talked to a couple of owners the other day and said, don't think it's so much box draw dependent with her. It's more about if there's a mad crasher outside of her or a really wide runner, you know, Zulu wall underneath her, that'll run her off you know, with pace who wants to shift up the track. I, I think she can win from anywhere. And uh, No, I don't think so. I don't I mean box what has she had from box eight, Matt? Four from four, I think. So uh, yeah. she's got enough pace to do her own thing. If you watch the head on it some more, she went really straight down the outside and just minded her own business until she got to the death seat. So uh, oh, I don't know. I, there's other, like Ben at Ned, we always want, you know, we've watched box eight for the country classic semi on, on Saturday night at Dubbo when those fields come out. But I, I don't think it's so much where she draws. I think it's who, who draws next to her is the concern. Yeah, and that's it's probably one of those questions you we, you won't know if she likes an inside box, I suppose, until until she gets it, and she's she's never got it. But it would be it would be nice to go through the Easter Egg series with three box ones or three, three <laughs> box twos. Wouldn't, wouldn't you it? wouldn't knock it back, Matt, no. no, no, he wouldn't. And just touching on Ben at Ned, he'll go to the semis at Dubbo this week. He was very good, winning his heat at Nara last Monday. I thought, oh yeah, I was really impressed. So he went thirty six. 40, uh, first 600 ever. It's a really tough run at now, the 6.30. And if you watch his replay, probably went about 650, 660 metres, the boy, around the <laughs> outside fence. He'd go good yeah, in England, was, wouldn't he? Um, he, 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 would. <laughs> he, was, he was He was. terrific after doing all that work early. Yeah, I thought so. And he, he's bounced out of it as well. So uh, we'll head up to, to Dubbo Town and, and hopefully 
draw the right semi where we can run top two and, and have a crack at the 600. And off the back of that country classic, it'll really tell us where we're going to go moving forward with uh, with the Bandit. We'll either step up to the 700, the Association Cup, or drop back to the 500 for the Golden Easter Egg. So um, hopefully what we saw the other day pushes us forward to the 700 because we think he can be competitive over the trip. Yeah, and is that your gut feel that he'll be better now getting on in age better as a stayer or better back at the sprint 520 oh, or you just, you're just you not really yeah. sure? No, I think 700, what I saw the other day. Um, yeah. I, I hope I'm right because we had a successful stayer in just terms who sort of went around the group circuit and they can earn so much money as stayers. Uh, you know, sometimes you only have two or three heats in all those group races to make the final. So, yeah, what I, what I saw, I mean, 36-4 held off uh, the Fernando Greyhound quite comfortably in the end and I think he can only get better. And, and like I said, he bounced out of it well. He didn't really have a big blow. So, yeah, that's the plan. Hopefully, fingers crossed, Matt. Toes crossed, he gets 700 and we can charge forward. Very good. And I'm sure you're going to have a lot of fun with him in the next couple of weeks in that in that Dubbo series. Well, good to talk to you this morning, Joe. And I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon with either She's a Pearl or Bandit Ned in feature races over the next month or so. Good luck. We're allowed to dream. Thanks, Matty. Bye. There we have Joe Lanuti, who is the owner of She's a Pearl, who's the current favourite for the Golden Easter Egg and Million Dollar Chase, and also Bandit Ned, who we just heard will go to the Dubbo Country Classic semi-finals this Saturday. We'll head for a short break. On the other side, Jason Thompson, who prepares Immunity, who won his heat of the Country Classic at Tamora in track record time on Sunday night. Beloved doggies, it's true. I never knew it was possible to watch every game, every round live with no ad breaks in play. We have KO now. We've run, Gary. Never miss a moment of the team you love. KO Sports. This is a message to all local businesses. On behalf of all radio listeners. Let's hear from you. Yeah, we want to know when your shoes are on sale. If you can help me remortgage. Or landscape my yard. There's more of us listening to radio than ever before. In our cars, on our phones, laptops, smart speakers. In fact, 95% of all Australians. That's a lot of potential new customers. So come on. We're all ears. Advertise on radio and watch your business grow. For help with radio advertising, visit radioalive.com.au. What a spectacle. It's in the history books. Wanderbar up on the outside, through the cracks, very late. It's Wanderbar and Nibali going at it together. And it's Wanderbar wins it. Rinse and repeat. Chris Lee's Australian Bloodstock, four on the bounce. Zeus Bromac hits the lead, going up on the outside now is Stylish Memphis. It's Zeus Bromac. Stylish Memphis is trying a hard out. It's just in front, Zeus Bromac. It'll get in, Zeus Bromac wins it. Anathol back to the inside. Commando Hutt back, Bandu. Anathol on the inside, kicking back. Anathol kicking back too well, Anathol. Anathol on the road to glory, wins a half length. Own the moment. Sky Sports Radio. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing, coming out all right out wide. Aston Ulysses won the break and got across, goes to the front. The two well-supported runners equal second and third. Lucky Lance to the inside. Immunity goes past it now. A couple of lengths back to Tiger Jack, who's in a fourth spot. Further back, Nicolina Trucky, Bill Wellback, and dropping out Zipping Hoppo. Coming around that top corner in the leader, Aston Ulysses. Right on its hammer, Immunity getting closer. They're two or three clear on Lucky Lance, and then Tiger Jack, 
but into the straight. That's Aston Ulysses in front. Immunity digging in deep on the outside. Strides up. Got there. Immunity on the outside beat. Aston Ulysses rattling home. Tiger Jack third. Behind them would have been Trunky Bill. There we had Immunity, the Tab Australian Cup finalist, breaking the track record at Tamora on Sunday in a heat of the country classic. Her trainer, Jason Thompson, joins us now. Good morning to you, Jason. Yeah, how are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Her second middle distance starts, the only time we'd seen her over that middle distance was back at Sandown last July. Has Have you always thought she would get over a little bit more ground rather than the sprint, or was it more just a case of this race coming up in the calendar? No, look, I, I, I've known pretty much all the way along, even probably when she first started off, that ultimately we'd, we'd eventually get her up to 600. Um, whether she went further would depend on how she handled 600, but she was always always going to run 600. And along the way, she's, she's been on season twice and um, hasn't had a relatively long race career at the moment. Um, and that's that's probably interfered with getting her up over, over 600 before um, Sunday. So we, we, we knew she'd always run it. And um, obviously this race has came, come along at a perfect time for her in her preparation and uh, you know, pleasing to see um, what she could do you know, against quality dogs at a track she'd never been to. And what they tell me is a you know, reasonably solid 570. Yeah, and, and, and on that, obviously, it was a very strong field. The track record run, was was that surprising? Like her first time at Tomorrow, was it a surprise that she did break the track record? Oh, look, um, oh, probably was. Uh, I think uh, the track was in really good order. Um, I think she was one of three records to, well, her race was one of three records to have gone on the night. So obviously the tr- it was good conditions, track was perfect. Um, but in saying that, look, you know, you, you sort of go, we, we just went there to obviously qualify. If Jada ran fourth and we were happy, that's all that mattered. But the fact that she did go so well, and I mean, she's obviously, you only got to look at her record, she's a quality bitch. And she's, this bitch has run very fast times wherever she's gone. So nothing really um, surprised me what she can do because, like I say, you only got to look at her record. Um, there's not too many dogs that have run the times that she's run at tracks like Shepparton, Ballarat, Sandown, Meadows, you know, Warrigal. Um, they're pretty quick times that she's run, so she's got a lot, you know, a lot of ability and, and very fast. Yeah, absolutely. And now she's off to the semis at Dubbo this, this weekend. I, I suppose it probably doesn't worry you too much now, her having not seen the track particularly after she what she just did at Samora, having not seen uh, that track either? No, not really. I, look, I, I think 600-metre races, obviously the, the starts are always on a bend. So I don't think personally it matters how many times you, you, you've seen a track. If, if you don't draw well, um, you, you know, you can have been around Dubbo 100 times. If you draw eight new on box one, well, you're going to struggle anyway. So... That's my theory, and she, yeah, you know, she's she's a race dog. It's not as if she's only had a handful of starts. So, um, the, if she gets beat on, or the, not gets beat, if she doesn't qualify Dubbo, um, it'll just be bad luck. We certainly won't use the fact that she's never been there as an excuse. Yeah, and and what what are your thoughts on the on the concept behind this country classic series of obviously the the richest middle distance race uh, in the world and and being run in the country? What 
do you have any thoughts on on the concept? Obviously, you're you're a fan to have brought up immunity for the series. Yeah, oh, look, I think it's a fantastic concept, and I think um, Grand Racing New South Wales to even the way they've put it on the fact that uh, you know bit similar to the million dollar chase you've got to go around and qualify at the country tracks and um you know there's i I just think what they've done is just terrific um i mean you know if you're victorian well you're gonna have to travel to to some of these tracks that obviously you know you've probably never been to and um you know to new south wales race so you know they set the rules and i i think it's a a great way of doing it it takes some of these good dogs to country tracks and Let's people, you know, see them race, and you know, they they, they may never see some of these good dogs go around um, before, and and I just think it's a, a great concept, unbelievable prize money. Um, even to have the final at Dubbo, I reckon that's fantastic. It's a Dubbo's obviously a really progressive club, and um, I, I think the way they've put it on, you, you, you know, obviously you don't necessarily have to have all the big finals in a major city track um why not put on some of these country tracks and for new south wales to you know have the initiative and and, and the awareness to do that is uh, you know hats off to them uh, i think some of the other states and jurisdictions should look a bit more closely what new south wales are doing because they're certainly um pretty much leaps and bounds ahead of, of every other state yeah absolutely couldn't have uh, said it any better Obviously, Immunity is a younger half-sister to Black Opium. She's just had a litter of pups on the ground now, too. Bernardo has life at home with 10 little pups uh, running around. Oh, look, actually, I've just been out cleaning their yard and, and um, mucking around with them just before you rang me. So they, they, they look really good. And obviously, um, being Black Opium's first litter, we're, we're very excited to, to sort of watch them grow up and um, they'll go up to David Pringle's early April to get red and um, there's 10 of them so hopefully in uh, you know, about 18 months time there's, there's a you know, few of them if not all of them make their way back home and, and um, into the race kennels because if they've got half their ability and Bernardo's a great stud dog um, I'm sure they'll, they'll uh, hopefully be a pretty good race dog. Yeah I'm sure they will be for sure. Typhoon Sammy winner of the Horsham Cup last Friday off Box 8 you would have been thrilled with his run. How did he, he come through that performance? Yeah, he, he came through it really well. I was you know, absolutely wrapped um, with what he did. He, he had a very good draw. You know, he suited out of box eight and had a railer underneath him, so the draw was kind to him. But to, to tough 480 at um, Horseman, th- th- that's definitely his maximum distance um, on a half circle. And we probably, it was one that you know, we probably got away with because, you know, sometimes. You know, you can get in these races and a dog like him, get a strong dog sit on him. He might be a bit of a sitting shot, but um, very pleased to win it. And came through it well. He's, he'll head to Shepparton uh, Monday for the heat for the Shepparton Cup. And um, hopefully we can have a bit of luck there. And he's uh, now eligible if he wins another country cup for a $50,000 bonus. So um, that's certainly something that hopefully if he's fortunate enough to win another one... Um, we, we, we can knock that off as well. So really looking forward to these country cups down here with him, and he's a terrific dog. Yeah, so that's that's the plan going forward with him to try and get a third country cup to, to get that bonus? Yeah, it is, because, you know, we're only at the start of the year, and oh, without 
knowing off the top of my head, I think there's pro- there may be six or seven um, half-circle country cups between now and, and the end of the year. So while they're very hard to win, it suits his style of racing and he is a very good half-circle dog. So you know, touch wood if he can stay sound, um, we'll, we'll give him every chance to, to obviously try and win another one and, and um, more importantly, get that bonus. So hopefully it, uh, it can happen. Yeah, and her, his owner, John Dart, uh, we all know, has been flooded in on the, the Northern Rivers. That would have been a, a massive thrill for, for John to see his his young star win win the Cup the other night. Yeah, it was. Look, um, you know, knowing what, what um, Dart he's been through and, and obviously a lot of others in, in that area, for the dog to, to do what he did, certainly, um, you know, well, I've got to say, nearly brought a tear to my eye and, and, and John was, I, I actually, I don't even think the dog got into the catching pen and I was on the phone and straight away because I was pretty confident the dog would win. Um, but, yeah, they still had to do it. And I rang him straight away and, yeah, he's very emotional, John, which is, you know, um, understandable because, you know, you, to, to go through what he's been through and obviously he's been through this quite a few times, you know, to to see then a, a dog that you've um, you know, the own and breed win a race like that, um, you know, sort of really, um, you know, probably makes you thankful for, for having these dogs and, and um, the enjoyment that, that the dogs certainly bring to the people. So it was, you know, a great result for, for Darty and, um, you know, that's why we hope he can, he can hopefully maybe win another one because, um, you know, when you, when you lose your house and go through what he's been through, I think, Darty himself deserves um, for that to happen. Yeah, for sure. It would be... Uh, I'm sure no one would begrudge him uh, getting that bonus and, and another Country Cup, uh, especially with 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 Typhoon Sammy, who's who I would have thought would be very hard to beat in any Country Cup he's going to contest this year. Obviously, there's plenty coming up uh, in New South Wales in the next few months. Have you got any plans to come up here with, with your team for the Easter Egg and me and Dollar Chase and, and those races? Yeah, yeah, certainly have. Um, you know, there's, there's such a lot on in New South Wales pretty much from, from you know, now on in that you know, if we had a, had a place up there because, uh, you, you know, you could quite easily relocate to New South Wales for the next probably, you know, three months because the racing up there is just unbelievable, the prize money. I mean, it's, you know, just where if you've got a good dog, you just need to, to be there, so... I haven't really worked out how we're going to do it, but um, I'd like to think, you know, all those races, bigger, better races coming through at the moment, we've sort of got dogs for them. So, um, yeah, we'll certainly uh, like to put them in those races and be up there for them. Yeah, very good. And as uh, I'm sure the the punters out there listening, have you got any young ones that we we can look out for in, in the upcoming months that are either about to start racing or have just started racing in Victoria? Uh, look, we, we've got a young dog. Um, he, he won the maiden final at the Meadows uh, Australia Cup night. Um, quite a big maiden series. His name's Plaintiff. He, he's a nice dog. I don't know whether he's a, a, you know, at the elite standard, but he's a, a real nice dog going forward. But um, one young one that we've got that I think will end up being a really good stayer. He's only had one. She only had four races in her, in her life. She had her first run back for about four months Thursday night. Um, her name's Kalinda Lady. I'd be 
following her once she gets up over 600 and beyond, I, I think she'll be a, a very, very good stayer and hopefully get to the top level. Um, and we've got Equaliser, um, albeit he's not a young dog, he's, he's on his way back and hopefully we'll have him um, at this stage we'll be going to the Meadows Saturday night for his first run back in just over six months and He's trialling well, but look, he'll need the race, and he's one we're, we're hoping that um, we'll have him up and about and going in the Easter egg and in the million-dollar chase. So keep an eye on those three, and hopefully they can uh, again, come along all right. Beautiful, and I'm sure the, the punters that, that tune in to Going Greyhounds can, can follow those and, and, and hopefully make a profit throughout the year. Well, thanks for the chat, Jason. Good luck with immunity in, in her semi of the... Country Classic at Dubbo this week, and I'm sure we'll chat again soon over the next couple of months with so much good racing on in here, here in New South Wales. No worries. Thank you. There we have Jason Thompson, who prepares immunity. Uh, she was brilliant, winning her heat of the Country Classic at Tamora on Sunday night in track record time. We'll have for a quick break on the other side, Mini Finn to chat Zipping Alabama and Zipping Kyrgios. Punners, get down to Canberra this March 12 to 14 for the Canberra Racing Carnival. The ideal trip away for friends, family and punners clubs. With three big events in three days across the Canberra day-long weekend. Featuring the Black Opal and Canberra Cup Calcutta on Saturday, hosted by myself, Dave Stanley and Luke Marlowe. Black Opal Stakes Day on the Sunday and Canberra Cup Day on the Monday. It's a special weekend of racing. Tickets and hospitality packages available now at thoroughbredpark.com.au. Quality yearlings, coupled with the country's best incentives, make the Magic Millions Gold Coast March yearling sale a must-attend, March 21 and 22. All yearlings are eligible for the $14 million-plus Magic Millions race series. Buy the next Queensland bread star like Jonker, Incentivise, Capitalist or Zoo Star. This year's catalogue offers 427 lots with progeny by 87 individual sires, including 16 with members of their first crop. For more information and to view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Ready and racing. Vamos Penny away, brilliantly out wide. Coming across, Kiss Zipping Kyria, Zipping Alabama. Back on the inside, Irrational Dylan's Magic. A surge of the go. Vamos Penny, the leader by two and a half. Over Irrational Deep there, Zipping Kyrios. He's nice and hally. And stalking the leaders, working into a two with Zipping Alabama. They were followed by Flip the Script. Eight lengths away. Dylan's Magic, my P Hero, on the top corner. Favourite got held up. Zipping Kyrios and Zipping Alabama sprinted to the lead. Now Zipping Kyrios into the clear. Then came Vamos Penny, Irrational Flip the Script. Zipping Alabama turns in front. Zipping Kyrgios is not going to get it. And Zipping Alabama by three lengths of Zipping Kyrgios. Third Vamos Pemi, then Irrational and flipped the There we had Zipping Alabama beating Zipping Kyrgios in a heat of the country classic at Gosford last Tuesday. We're joined by their trainer, Minnie Finn. Good morning to you, Minnie. Yeah, good morning, Matt. Last week's result at Gosford, Zipping Alabama beat Zipping Kyrgios little bit surprised by that result? Oh, yes and no. Um, Alabama, she goes really well at Gosford. And we knew Kyrgios needed the run there because the week prior they were abandoned. So he really needed the, the hit out for the 600. And how have they both come through that, that run there last week? Yeah, no, they've come, come through really well. I took them up to Dubbo on Sunday and followed them there and... Um, Kyrgios run the arms off the clock, so um, he's only just got to draw an inside box and come out and he'll be in with the show. 
Yeah, absolutely. He he loves it there at Dubbo. Of course, he qualified for the Brother Fox last year. How do you expect him to perform there on Saturday night in his semi, just hoping for an inside draw? Yeah, no, you've definitely got to draw an inside box at uh, Dubbo um, and uh, come out, yeah. His biggest problem, he can come out when he wants to and um, he really needs to do that if he wants to win on Saturday night. And you think he'll improve greatly from last week just having had that experience at the 600 metres? I don't think he could improve much more because he really, he he almost broke the track record. So, um, yeah, and apparently his first two sections were airborne, so... um, I don't think he, he loves Dubbo, so I don't think he can improve much more. He just he just needs to come out. Sorry, I was I meant from from his run there last last week. Obviously, it's he's obviously in, he's he's taken so much benefit from that run with his obviously his trial there on the weekend. What I just wanted to get your thoughts on the the concept of the series. Obviously, we've seen all the heats across the the state. Uh, we've had a few washouts, but I guess it's just an unprecedented. Uh, weather episode we're going through at the moment, so that's that's certainly been unfortunate. But take us what you think of the, this country classic series. Obviously, it's such a rich prize money series that it's uh, it's perfect for I guess these greyhounds that that want six hundred meters. Yeah, no, I think it's, um, it's unbelievable. You know, um, you really I know we've had a couple of washouts, but they gave you plenty of time to tell you where you can race and whatever. And, Plenty of time to go up and trial, and well, it took me eight and a half hours to get home on Sunday from just trolling up there. So, um, but yeah, no, way I'm racing yourself well. And, and I, I must say, the Dubbo track, it's absolutely enormous, you know, the facilities up there and the tracks in A1 condition. So, yeah, good spot to have it. And of the, the two that you have got heading there, Alabama and Kyrgios, uh, Curious, the, the pick of the two, or is it probably just a matter of box draws, I guess, on the yeah, night? Yeah, no, um, it, it's box draws. That just showed you on Saturday night with, oh, what is it, Derek Bale and um, Billy the Creek. Box draws and the way you come out on them corner starts is um, the key to a, to a race. Yeah, for sure. Especially the, those those starts on a, on a turn. I think, I don't have the, the stats in front of me, but I think Jason Lincoln was saying that Drawing off the track in those on those turn starts in good quality races is it's almost an impossible task. So yeah, a box draw uh, there n- not only on Saturday night, but then if you make it through to the final, are going to be oh so important. Now going past past Dubbo, both of those Greyhounds obviously the Easter Egg Series will begin the the following week. Kyrgios come back to the five twenty in Alabama, go up to the seven hundred. No, we'll just keep her at the 5.20, give her a crack at the Easter egg again until um, there's a few staying events on and this weather goes and a few meetings to back up and run and we'll just take her around the 600. Yep, so they'll both head head to the to the Easter egg. Yep. Yeah, very good. Well, thanks for the, the chat, Mini. Good luck with both Zipping Alabama and Zipping Kyrgios this week in the semi-finals of the Country Classic at Dubbo. I'm sure if they both draw well, they'll both, they'll both be big players. Yes, thanks very much. Bye. There we have Mini Finn, the trainer of Zipping Alabama and Zipping Kyrgios, who quenelled their heat of the Country Classic at Gosford last Tuesday and will head to Dubbo for the semi-finals this Saturday night.
That'll be the feature racing in uh, in New South Wales this week, those semi-finals of the Country Classic at Dubbo, and of course the Maitland Cup heats are kicking off next Monday night. We'll be back next Tuesday for a big wrap of that Dubbo semi-finals night and then the Maitland Cup heats next Monday night. Have a great week, punters. Hope you find plenty of winners and the best of luck to you all. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. 